Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Animation Action Hour podcast. We are here. This is episode eight of the show. Um, I am your host. Uh, my name is Sam Parr. I am a freelance animator, and I'm joined by my good buddies and friends that are along for the ride. You know the drill by now if you listen to any of our episodes before. It's Mr. Dan Crew. Good day. And Mr. Brian Hancocks. Hello. And we're a collection of animation people who do and make animation and also watch and enjoy animation. And that's kind of the point of the show. Um, so we're going to talk about some cool stuff on this sh- t- today, basically. Um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the new Netflix movie Sea Beast. And we're going to be discussing our picks for our terrible, um, terrible movies with really good animation in them or great animation in terrible movies. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to be um, going to be a fun one. Um, before we carry on, um, thank you to everybody who's listened to the podcast so far. I know I say this every week, but we absolutely love all of you. Um, thanks for the feedback on the last week's episode as well. Um, I'm sure we'll discuss that briefly before we move on to our film du jour. Um, but yeah, um, if you uh, like the show, please support us. Uh, you know, give us a, a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, get somebody else, you know, listen to the show. It's always good to kind of hear more people have discovered us and I think it's good to get more ears on us and we kind of want to build a little community and see where we go. Uh, so um, what have we been up to this week, gents? Um, general vibing, enjoying, just uh, enjoy, enjoying some, um, um, enjoying watching some stuff. I'll get really excited for some animation, actually. Bloody, bloody uh, Pinocchio. Oh, God, bloody yeah. Pinocchio. God, I saw the trailer for that and I exploded. Like, like I love... <sighs> Yeah, I, I love Pinocchio. Like when I was a kid, I watched so many different versions of it, like Emperor of the Night, the Disney one, some weird Polish one with like the sad clown in it. I can't even remember what it is. <laughs> like listeners write and tell me what that version was. Like I've always had like a weird like infatuation with Pinocchio. And like this version is just oh, it's everything I could want. Stop motion, but he Gilmore Taro. Yeah, man. It's it's just yes, give me all that. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my move this week. Yeah, that um, Pinocchio movie definitely looks like really interesting. It's definitely like a, a Guillermo del Toro joint. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that myself actually. Um, yeah, Brian, I'm looking forward to it. Sorry, yeah, Brian. Um, what, have you seen anything cool this week? Um, other than the Guillermo del Toro thing, um, probably not. Now I'll be fair. Um, <laughs> I've had me head stuck on like um, drawing shit and like just designing stuff. So now, um, to be fair, I didn't even see the trailer for the Sea Beast until like just before I watched it. So. <laughs> well, I, I kind of knew that we would we'd be reviewing it eventually, so I just didn't watch the trailer like purposely. Yeah, no, no. yeah. I'm kind of glad this podcast exists because if if it wasn't for this podcast, I'd have never watched this film. So like, it, that's nice. why this is good. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Yeah, kind of, kind of a uh, kind of same. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything I've been up to. Um, oh yeah, we um watched the trailer for the uh, the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Which oh, is on okay. Netflix. Um, as as we're recording, it's on Netflix in a couple of days. I think as when this comes out, I think it will be either out or out in like two days. Um, but yeah, it just people have said a lot of shit about the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV series, but the trailer for the movie, holy fucking shit, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't get why people think like it's it's a terrible show. Is it like just use your eyes? Look at it. It's 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 amazing. <laughs> In the uh, in it's the pre-show, she... sorry, Brian. I said, sorry, Sam. You carry on, man. <laughs> I'm saying in, in the in the pre-show, um, I found a uh, it's not quite an animatic. I think it's like like a working copy of a scene somebody posted on Twitter, and uh, me and Dan were watching it, and like it's insane. I thought this show was um like rigged, like rigged animation. Um, yeah, but this animatic shows that it is not. It's all hand drawn, and yeah. I hate, I hate, I hate them. In it's like, all yeah, straight, straight it. all the way. Like it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we you're supposed to draw like 25, 30 frames a second. Then just do it hundred, maybe. Just do it. Why just not? do hundred. <laughs> Why not? Just just to do what we can. Um, yeah, yeah. Like fair play to them. They are amazing artists on that show. Most okay, definitely. So I'm very, very excited for this movie to come out. I don't think it's only one we'll review, but it's going to be one that I'm definitely going to watch, and we'll, I think we'll talk about it at some point, even if it's just kind of yeah. in in the the housekeeping kind of section. Um, so I guess uh, from there we'll move on. Um, so today's review is the Sea Beast, 
So let's go and do that. So today, as I literally just said just before that little ditty, uh, today we're reviewing The Sea Beast, which is a 2022 Netflix movie, uh, which is actually produced by Sony Imageworks, which it doesn't say anywhere on the production at all. It just says Netflix. No. Yeah, so it's a Sony Imagework production. Uh, it's written and directed by Chris Williams, who you may know for, as director of Bolt, Big Hero 6, and he was a co-director on Moana. So he's got some got some pedigree. It stars Carl Urban as Jacob, Zaris Angel Hater as Maisie, Jared Harris as Captain Crow, Dan Stevens as Admiral Hornigold, Jim Carter as the King, and Dune Mackichin as the Queen. And as always, I wrote a little tiny synopsis, which is... A young girl obsessed with the tales of monster hunters stows away on the ship of one of our heroes, Jacob Holland, as he embarks on an adventure to capture the mythical red beast. So, first thoughts on The Sea Beast. I want to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want, want to watch more, it again. More yeah. Yeah, I want more from this universe. It's got so yeah. much to tell. It's great. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's bloody good. <laughs> we, we always yeah. seem to just, like, we need to do an episode where we don't like a thing, I think, because like it's getting silly now. But honestly, <laughs> well, we did, we... this film is really bloody good. <laughs> I think the closest we came was me with Mad God last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't that. know. Like, uh, there, there is negatives with it. Like, uh, the, there's a lot of expositional sort of dialogue in it. Like, I feel like the characters are explaining way too much uh, when they could just be showing things rather than telling. Uh, some of the English accents are a little bit ooh, a bit ropey, oh, yeah. Bit, bit ropey yeah. It's Carl Urban's yeah. Carl Urban's English accent he uses in the boys. He just uses yeah. that, and it's not good oh, in the boys. And spoilers, it's not good here either. Yeah, but I still well, yeah. managed to develop a massive man crush on him. Like, oh yeah, 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 oh, he's a hunk. <laughs> Did you catch the swear word? Like, oh, yeah. Yes. It came out of nowhere, didn't it? It just came out of nowhere. Ooh, did. You bollocked it up. <laughs> It's like, oh, wait, that... have they put the boys in this? What? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, just, it's like I say, like the Americans don't know that bollocks is sort of like it's higher up on the tier of swears in yeah. the UK. So yeah, when that when he when he dropped that out, I was like, oh bloody hell! <laughs> yep, he come out of nowhere. They just come out of nowhere. <laughs> he bollocks it up. But yeah, well, it, 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 it eventually on it. <laughs> yeah, he did kind of like I think. From a production design point of view, you can, you can definitely tell it's like a guy who used to work for Disney. It's got that kind of yeah. a Disney ness about it, but in a in a good way. Um, things like the character designs, even things like down to the texturing and like like Jacob's shirt and like yeah. the, how it looks <laughs> like real material and yeah, it's definitely like it looks like a lot of a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of budget is going into this to make it really really like. Well, I would have loved solid. to see this in the cinema. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, oh, I yeah. get that feeling of scale. Like scale plays a big yeah. part in this. Like it's 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 really like uh, the ships and how they twist and turn, especially the big monsters. I think one of the key shots is uh, where I think she saves the red beast. The red, they call it. Red toothless. <laughs> yeah, red toothless, basically. Red, red toothless. Like, <laughs> when, when they dive into the water and Earth is just there. And then it just recedes into the darkness of the like it really like proper like give me a that was really cool, yeah. mm. as that Tom yeah, Simpson like, into the bush. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That was a bit more sinister. Like it just, just like just her face just disappearing. It was really sinister. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I watched and, it on uh, my uh, my big fifty inch TV downstairs and yeah, that was a it was a great great film to watch close up on a big screen. So yeah, in a cinema it would have been a lot better, but it's obviously a Netflix movie, so it's not in the cinema with the same problem with Mitch was versus the machines. It was a Netflix movie and I wish I'd have seen that in the cinema as well. Yeah. One of them, it might put it on the, the Prince Charles or something like that. One of those indie cinemas and yeah. Electric in Birmingham. Yeah. Like places like that might get it on the big screen one day. So yeah, I want to see this in scale, man. Yeah. Definitely. Just, just for the big naval battles and the, and the big monsters. And the... i got to say <laughs> Captain Crow dude, like his silhouette and just, the character in general, Captain Crow, just really... I, I mean, all the characters were yeah. great anyway, Jacob and all that, but Captain Crow just kind of... He, 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 took, he took my attention every time he was on screen. I, I, I'm making him like he's an actual per, the actual person. That character just took my attention like that. Like, he was just like, whoa, it's dad figure. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's Jared Harris as well. Yeah, Jared Harris absolutely breathed amazing life into him. Like, his voice fit him perfectly. Like, he could be cynic, like, really... Like ang like like powerful and angry, but at the same time really soft and gentle. Well, when he's like mm. he's, he's taking um 
what's, what's the guy's what's, what's Flynn Rider's name? Flynn Rider. Uh, he, uh, he's just Flynn Rider to me. I keep calling him Flynn Rider. <laughs> they, they made it Carl Urban Fest. Oh, uh, Jacob. 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 That's it. Jacob. Jacob when he keeps when he takes, when he takes Jacob under his wing, like he's really fatherly <laughs> and soft and stuff. Uh, so, yeah. You know. Do you know Jared? Is, is he actually Irish? Because I don't know if he's Irish, but he's putting on an Irish accent for Captain Crow. If you listen, like he's like an Irish. He's Irish. Yeah, he's he's dead there. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a northern so, accent, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a mishmash, but it, it really works. Mm. Feels authentic. Yeah, definitely. And I liked towards the end when he's kind of gone like full Ahab and he's gone crazy and it's like mm. the kind of mm. sinister the, the sinisterness in the uh, in the voice. Yeah. The yeah. Oh. Awesome, yeah. Oh, it gives me tingles. I want to watch it again. And it's all left it left it on like a cliffhanger. That's what I say. I want more. I want a sequel to this. Like I want that witch character oh, back. Yeah, I want oh, that witch character back. And I want to know what. By, um, she was voiced by. She was voiced by you know Ari Enfield's mate, uh, Kathy Burke. That's Burke. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Amazing. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. But yeah, she he was talking to the witch, uh, Kathy Burke, and uh, like his tattoo went around his neck. And did like oh. a funny thing. Like, oh, what's it about? But we'll never know because, <laughs> yeah, like, like this this thing needs a bloody sequel. Yeah, like, definitely. Every day. If anything, that's the only that's one of the neg- main negatives. It's like it ended, and I'm like, I'm just sat there like, no, no, and what? Like crap. And Keep what? going. And what? Like, it's just it's just um, Jacob and uh, the little girl's name. Um, Maisie. 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 Sat, sat on like a pier. It's like, yeah, the monsters went off to the other side of the world. Everything was fine. I'm like no, 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 no. There's there's lots of things we need to sort out here. <laughs> well, this is a past, isn't that? Because they said about the monarch, like the monarch's like a big thing apparently. Like, mm. like Maisie's yeah. parents died on it. Then you got like the uh, was it the head general of like the the uh, the naval army or something like that? Uh, when it says like, hold on, my brother was on the monarch, I'm, and they didn't do what the king and queen said. So they've obviously got something set up for possibly a prequel and a sequel or whatever you want to call mm. it. Because there's so much to that world, you can just go. <sighs> Books, what have they wrote about this and what have they wrote about that? Because there's a lot mm. of books featured on there. And like the illustrations in those books as well, the yeah. very, the very, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the line I'll talk on of uh, mono print stuff. And yeah, like, so I've got the right ones on. Yeah, like, 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 the how to train your dragon universe yeah, yeah. but i mean there's there's yeah. three movies for that there's like four tv series i think and there's a brand new tv series starting that's in like set in modern day dragon yeah so that's that's starting soon at some point so i'm hoping that this if it doesn't get a sequel or a prequel it will get like a series that will spin it off a little bit more and carry on telling more crossover. of it the, the world <laughs> is just that <laughs> how to train dragon crossovers the world is just like it's so rich and there's so many like stories you can tell it seems a shame that the only story they have told is red because there's like like at the very start they thought that the big blue yeah yeah the spiny so, thing yes yeah. Yeah. one yeah where yeah, they, they, cracked, horn, they yeah. sawed his horn off and took it to the it wasn't a bristol back no bristol backs were the tiny ones weren't they i forget i forget the, the beast series <laughs> but yeah it was, uh, sorry that was so kind of the only real other monster you saw other than the uh, the bit where Red is fighting the giant crab. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, giant crab battle. Giant enemy crab. That's it. <laughs> giant enemy crab. Uh, you can uh, attack it for massive damage. Threw <laughs> it back into the water, man. I love that bit. It was a bit Godzilla-y. I really like that. Yeah, dude, especially the roar. Oh, my God. Mm. I wrote that down. I was like, oh, look, all the monsters. Big, big kaiju battles. Um, so yeah, obviously we talked a bit about Jacob uh, with Carl Urban. Like the character is really solid. His voice is a bit shonky, but I think because we're British, we're probably a little bit more sensitive to that kind of thing. Because yeah. I think if you were watching it and in another country, then it probably wouldn't be as bad to you. And um, I mean, Jared Harris was amazing. Um, yeah. Maisie, yeah. Maisie, uh, Zara's Angel Hater. I hope I'm pronouncing that surname correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked her character. I thought she was very kind of rambunctious and like excited full of vinegar yeah full of full of vinegar vinegar, (laughs) Uh, her voice annoyed me a little bit how she's supposed to be this kind of Mm. like london like not not london but like this mythical town like a kind of street urchin who's lives in this uh whose parents were killed and she lives in this orphanage but she's like very very well spoken until she doesn't have to be mate and it was a little bit kind of weird but i think obviously it's that's again it's for the benefit of people that aren't in england i guess the other countries Mm, Everyone's Mary Poppins. It's a mixture of linguistics of like having like a proper uh, ac- 
proper accent with like um, local slang. It, it didn't, it didn't fit quite right. Yeah, like there, there was this little, bit. little like London twang, like slang twangs popped up in there with a very, very well spoken English accent. Mm. Yeah, would have been great if she was, she was a brummy. Who are you, Jacob? There's a big monster there, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> don't flick that on anybody don't flick that on no. <laughs> two hours of that there's a monster down there we should probably go inside <laughs> that's more, that was more uh, terrible stereotypical Dudley than, than Birmingham but oh, well. <laughs> oh, it's all shit everywhere we cope <laughs> it, all, it all goes everything goes <laughs> so uh, any particular scenes that stood out to anybody Oh, the, everything. I mean, mainly the uh, the action scenes. They were really well choreographed. The layout was fantastic. It was like, well, the pacing of the fights never seemed to go on too long. Um, the old um, the camera movement. Can we just talk about the like the camera movement? Like just mm. the cinematography. Yeah. It, it felt like there was an actual cameraman following some of the characters during these moments, especially when it has to start with um, Jacob and Captain Crow. I, I found myself just my jaw was just dropped for a second. I was like, wow. Yeah, That's... no shaky handball looks like like actual yeah. like like yeah. flowing work in camera work that follows the action. You again, you know every like, the, these are crazy as action scenes. Like you've got boats passing boats and monsters like tentacles everywhere. But uh, you yeah. follow the action per, like just cinematography like spot. On. Mm. Like yeah, just yeah, really bloody good. I think anything with Jared Harrison, like anything with Captain Crowley, like, like Brian said, like yeah, Captain... yeah like he just just man. putting in an absolutely clinic. Like I said the witch bit was definitely one where he turns up and like he's he thinks Jacob's dead and like he's he's yeah. like selling his soul for this big poison dart thing. Mm. Uh, the hand of God, that was it. Hand of God. The hand of God, love. What awesome. a name. The hand <laughs> yeah. of God. Pretentious a name for this weapon I've made, but still I'll call it the end of God. <laughs> it gives you chills though, like the entire like the old speeches that they give as well, especially like like says Captain Crow was just like full on legend. My goodness, they 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 nailed it with him. Mm, the, like I said, the subtle things where where he's having like a dad moment with Jacob, and he's really soft. Oh, I love that. And not not like full chest puffed out, crazy captain like jumping at spears and monsters and stuff. Like yeah, it was proper like, spectrum. I think the most important thing with this film though is that, that sort of sets it apart and puts it up there with the better animations is it has a really good message at the end which is like don't believe everything you read and make sure you check your sources because history is often written by the victors yeah yeah, yeah. The victors leave stuff out and like like your perception can be if you base all your perception on just what, what's written in front of you and you don't check like history can go unwritten almost uh, like that 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 theme that was like, great. at the end like yeah you've got you've got the themes of like uh, being heroic and uh, saving your friends like jacob's really like heroic like you'll always go back and save someone according to the code and stuff like this yeah there's mm. themes of friendship and stuff and father dad and that but yeah when they bring in that like it's, it's like you know stranger dragon where they bring in themes of like uh, uh, disability and now it, 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 it doesn't have yeah. to uh, be debilitating to you can you can still live a full life etc uh like despicable me where because that's fun in games but then like it's all about like ad- adoptive parents like just yes. because you're adoptive adopted doesn't mean that you're not a family and stuff like these these big themes and mm-hmm. i think when he introduces that at the, at the end i think that's that's cherry on top like they really uh nailed the the, the narrative arc of the characters there and then introduced an important lesson for kids to learn and that i thought did you notice there's no there's no uh, love story in it either, mm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Just just plopping that in before I forget. Sorry, Sam. Pass, passes the Bechtel test. Yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say I really like how like Jacob is like Maisie is, like looks up to him as this massive like you know ocean bound monster hunting hero. Um, but he's not like, yeah, I'm the hero. Look at me, I'm so great. Like he even takes the piss out of her, and she's like, "Well, you defeated four monsters in one day." He's like, "Yeah, it was five actually," and like, <laughs> like he didn't, yeah, he wasn't, he didn't have like an ego about being this big like hero. He was just doing his job, and it was up to people to. I guess that's kind of the theme of the movie, as you were saying about like not taking things at face value and that. Like he just let people believe what they wanted to believe about him. But he wasn't like, look at me, I'm the hero, I'm going to save the day. Da, 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 da. He was yeah, I was like, expecting him to be way, way, way more dinkier and way more, more stupid, like like Zeflin Ryder or like uh, 
like he'd have a lot more pratfalls in that. But like I say, he was he was actually really just solid all the way through. Like he stood by his values. He was very always steadfast and there was yeah, some good slapstick on his knee. But like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the slapstick yeah. works. Yeah, the slapstick I mean, worked because he was so like um, it was kind yeah. of grounded and real, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't like he was like falling down like fifteen flights of stairs while holding an egg, and then the egg doesn't break. But he's like, oh, it's her egg or whatever, and you know, it was like it was real realism. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, I was going to say, um, my my favourite character in the entire movie was Sarah Sharp, who was the first officer. Yes, yes. criminally un- criminally underused in the film. Like I wanted Most to like, more from her. Like God, she, she got she like she, she threw a knife at a dartboard, and that's about it. Like, like I want one more from this character. Like she was. And it was yeah, a mice was... as well. There's a mice at the dartboard as well because she like yeah, had to get I'm, off the bed, didn't she? I'm, I'm, taking, yeah. I'm, taking the, I'm taking the mix. She was used more than that, but like yeah. I want so okay. much more from her. She she needed much more character moments. I thought. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen her kind of buddied up a bit more with Maisie before like she's obviously um, stranded on the island with uh, with Jacob. Maybe, she, maybe she's like, oh, Jacob's so great, and then she's like, oh, let me tell you, let me come with me. We'll show you that how how this all really works, you know, kind of thing, and kind of have Sarah take Maisie a bit more under her wing. I think that would have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been like a two and a half, three hour film then. Like, so it, yeah, it, it, felt so. like, it, it, like it, it was trimmed to two hours, I th- thought. Was, like we got, yeah. we got a lot in it. it yeah, like I'd love to see stuff like that. Yeah, it's about two hours. For, a, for an animated movie, it was actually, like, especially like a Netflix animated movie, it's actually surprisingly long at two hours. Mm. A lot of them are like an hour and 20, hour and, hour, hour and a half max. But yes, it, two hours. Like, But it didn't, like it was really well it paced. It, yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't yeah. feel like it was like dragging. No. It felt like a, like half of what it was. Like when I was watching it, I just I looked at the time. I was like, has it really been two hours? You know, it it, it like we said earlier, pacing in this, just next level. They knew what they were doing. And also, one of the first thoughts I wrote down, you're gonna slap me for this, but I seen the <laughs> Captain Crow. I was like, Gendy. <laughs> oh God, he's got, he's got yeah. silver hair. Go silver air, man. Did you now look 100 miles away from him? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, looked, I was like, Gendy? That's, that's, that's the one per episode. I've got to get it in, man. That's not putting a klaxon in. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to find one. Or I'll make one. Like a Gendy klaxon. Say, like, Broy's a dick. <laughs> I tell you what this got me first in four, though, is more pirates. I know they're all pirates. They're technically hunters. They're not not quote quote pirates. But I want I want more nautical piratey stuff. I want a whole yeah, Monkey yeah, Island yeah. film like this. I want sea based. Well, there's supposed to be a Monkey Island movie coming, isn't there? I'm sure we talked about this in a previous episode. Are yeah, we? I know well, there's yeah, a game yeah. coming, but I'm like, give me movie of this. Like, I'm done with Pirates of the Caribbean. That's done. That's had it today. Like, let's just have to, like we can do other nautical just, things. And this is just nautical like. stuff. Well, I was reading actually. They um they hired a a nautical expert on the crew so when they're sailing the ships and everything it's 100 historically accurate so the oh, yeah. direction the direction the wind's going what sails are up and the commands they're shouting and different jobs that people do on the ship it's like it's historically yeah, yeah. accurate like like they can't yeah, the like little, um... if the wind if the wind was in the wrong direction they couldn't just turn the boat around and go the other way like like they're doing things like pirates of the caribbean it's like well no because the wind's not going that way they have to no. slow themselves down turn and then wait for the wind to change or you know find other ways around it like using swells and like things in the ocean to move and yeah, yeah. It, like i thought that was really really like fascinating actually similar to the like, as well because yeah. they decommissioned um, like the, the government didn't they? they decommissioned all the pirates and like made them like because they did work for the government and then they become pirates because the government went no need you anymore and yeah. it's nice to see them just like nodding towards history with that yeah. as well they're all privateers weren't they and then they, they got that's rid of the them that's when they became pirates freelancers <laughs> freelancers oh. <laughs> Freelancing. It's refreshing to see a middle finger to the monarchy after going through a jubilee and uh, <laughs> screw you, Madge. Dude, the King's voice. Um, the King's voice actor. What's his name? He's the guy from. Um, everybody knows him from Downton Abbey, but his voice was so like. I was like, oh, I know that guy. I don't I remember his name. I know that guy. Just... Jim. Jim Carter. Jim Carter. It, it felt so right for the king. You know, it's so. Mm. If I did, if we didn't have um, uh, Jared Harris as for Captain Crow, I'd have actually said the guy that played the king. I think he would also be a good voice actor for him as well. Yeah, because he, very, he really, very strong. He reminded him. Who's the Who's the bad guy in Pocahontas? He really reminded me of him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. almost like pitch perfect, like standing him. Oh. See how I glitter. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> the um the Queen was voiced by um Dune Makachan, and I don't know if people know who Dune Makachan is, but she used to be on Smack the Pony. Uh, she's been in Toast of London. She's been in Plebs. 
she's been in the day to day um just so she's a sort of actress like she's a really like well-known comedy actress in the uk who don't know her name but when you see her you're like oh yeah it's her she's really funny yeah she, she's manager in toaster london i'm guessing she is yes ah that's yeah. it then yes 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 yeah oh uh shout out to um the leader of the commonwealth's like warship absolute shit he loved him admiral hornigold yeah oh i just I love mean, a shit heel yeah that was dan stevens who was also in downton abbey yeah yeah absolute shit he loved it Lo- loved it like every slug like, ha- hate him obviously but at the same time like that's good villain <laughs> just absolute yeah, yeah. <laughs> tasty when that shit went in half it was like fuck yeah you- <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because you know setting him up for a massive fall like yeah it's like yeah you- you're getting it mate <laughs> I-, I wish he i say i wish he could have been in it more but i guess there's not really room for like a like a traditional villain in that mm. role like yeah you know, yeah i think you had enough with kind of uh, the captain's like Moby Dick moment kind of thing. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. where he goes like full Ahab and he's obsessed with catching uh, red. He's sent into madness. Yeah. That's what you really needed for the, for the villain. You didn't really need anything else. And kind of Jacob's mind being changed by spending time with red and being with Maisie, who's kind of like, the monster, she's so cool. Look, trust, you can trust the monster. They're smart. Yeah, and the big writer at the end, like saying, like, look, it's it's them, it's them that's that's writing all the bad stuff, and and writing like like don't listen to them, like look look for yourself, like look, this monster's not violent, like what is it's this? Them in their books that they're writing, anti sea monster propaganda bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that, 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 that big thing at the end. So yeah, it's, it's actually quite complex. There wasn't like a a, a more haha villain. It was it was mm. like proper proper complex. It, almost, it, it, you know, it was self things like society is the villain. Yeah. Can we just have a <laughs> A moment with, uh, to talk about Blue as well and how great he was. Oh, yeah. Was a <laughs> yeah. And just his, his eyes were just... And when, when Jacob threw him, I was like, oh, shit. I didn't expect Jacob to throw him. Just like, 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 oh, him. just <laughs> lobs him. <laughs> yeah. <like>, Fuck. <laughs> then he comes back. He's a good boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> like I said, when he picked him, I was like, no, go away. <laughs> but I always wanted a pet. But I've already named him. Let me guess. Blue. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, it was it was it's really good. It's got some memorable moments. Mm. Really memorable moments. Yeah, next chance like, so next chance I'm gonna have a look at just uh, watch it again. Yeah. yeah. It's... it's definitely what I'm gonna rewatch again sooner rather than later as well. I think mm. from an animation standpoint, it's again it's it's a it's... former Disney director. It's 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 amazing. You can't really go wrong with it. There's no nothing completely out of out of left field that looked bad or anything it looked completely no. solid as if like the best as the best disney movies are some great little character moments especially stuff with like fingers drumming on desks and things like oh that. yeah secondary um, actions mm. yeah nice as as i can't remember if it was dan or dan or you brian you mentioned about the camera like the camera is phenomenal yeah yeah. it feels like an actual as i said an actual cameraman Set, in scenes yeah. it's not like like the early days of uh 3D animation where you'd have the camera spinning around like it was in the Matrix and these things flying around like <laughs> like they're on a drone. Yeah. Like I like when they're yeah. more realistically filmed. Uh, yeah. But blend the Born Identity. Born Identity killed whoever the cinematographer on that was. Like it, it, it's only him that could do the shaky hand cam footage and, and make it frenetic and energetic and stuff. But then everyone wanted to copy him. And then when then we had like a slew of bloody action films that were all shaky all over the bloody place and couldn't see him. Michael Bay. <laughs> uh, Michael Bay is a different cat. Like, I forget what his name was. The bloke who did um, uh, Born Identity. Not Michael Bay. Oh, again, we, uh, Michael Bay is a different thing from the day. was directed he, 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 by Paul Greengrass, wasn't it? Paul Greengrass. Yeah, Paul Greengrass directed it. I don't know who the, the DP was. On Born. Yeah, it's so just like... So- Oh, so, well, Sam checks that out. What could we talk about the soundtrack as well? Because the soundtrack mm. kicked balls, man. It was oh fantastic. yeah, the delicious mix of oh. like yeah, all the shanties. We had shanties. We need more cool stuff just great. from the bloody shanties. Like uh, yeah, and those little Celtic sort of I don't know if you call it Celtic. Those little fluty bits. Oh well, yeah, tasty well, like folk, Irish folky yeah. sort of like, mm. like the bagpipes. Yeah, yeah. they had a doof warrior, <laughs> man Max like. Piper make it scream or something like that. I was like, fuck yeah. It's one of the most metal moments in the film. It's just like Piper, like make it scream. And that's literally what he said, I think. Yeah, and I was like, fuck yeah, make it scream, man. We're a warship. 
man, I, I want to be on. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the design be of the, the inevitable. So, like, all the intricacies yeah. of the ship, as you said, like, like, they obviously put the research. The sail. Like, everything worked as it was, like the, the way the sails work, when they had to put their extra ones out to like, create drag when they've hooked onto a monster, all the weaponry. And even when he's talking about the uh, the, the the government warships, saying, hey, you're going to get a monster with that. Like, it, all that don't work, that don't work. Like just showing like his expertise in that. And, like, I love that. Obviously <laughs> how to fight a monster with a big-ass boat. Like it isn't I mean, just it's, slapped on. It's like actually thought about it's called the inevitable. I mean, how how, how cool is that one? I mean, just yeah. oh, it, oh, shivers. Oh, I mean, I, I am absolutely in love with this film. I will watch this again. I mean, the mm. baby, me and the, like the missus come down and started watching it and was like like hooked instantly. But the baby was like on my phone messing about. And he like look up now and again like yeah, okay whatever. But I guarantee if I sat him down with it, he'd be like yeah. I mean, he's only two and three quarters, but you know, he did like the bits where there's like loads of like freneticness and. But it, it's, I think it's going to be one of them underrated things that really gets celebrated by a cult following. And I think it really should, it deserves more than that. I think. Yeah. I don't know about like a full franchising, but like give us a couple more films. Just let us live in this land. Yeah. Let, let, let us live in this world a bit more because, like I say, there's there's a lot of threads we've got to sort out here. There's uh, there's Sharp. Is it, she was Sharp on it. Yeah. Name. Sarah yeah. Sharp. Sarah Sharp, she's yeah. going to have like her own little arc or something like that. The Witch. The Monarch. Uh, oh, sorry, The Witch. Yeah, The Witch, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Captain uh, Cook? Crow. Crow, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting names like anyone's busy, but Captain Crow, he's got he's to come full, he's got to come to terms with uh, his payment because he paid for that that weapon and now where is he? Like, he's got a yeah, debt yeah, to I pay and like he's, he's sort of stuck, you know? So, so yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we need we need like not only closure, but like we need to. Like, there's a whole world of monsters out there to explore hmm. as well. Like, hmm. let's 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 get out there, chaps. Looking make I, more. I, I've got. A, I feel like this is. I don't know if this is going to be a controversial statement or not, but I think much like Mitchell's versus the Machines, this film isn't going to get the audience it deserves because it's on Netflix. Yep. If, no, it theatri- if it had been theatrically released first, I mean, it might not have done very well because it's kind of it's not a franchise. No one really knows what it is. No. But I think at least people are like, oh, that's that film that was in the cinema. Oh, now it's on Netflix. Now we'll watch it. And it had that secondary life, which it doesn't have. It's immediately launched on Netflix, and that's kind of where it's going to live or die. And as as we said at the start, like we we do an animation podcast. We we we're animation nerds. We love all forms of animation. Watching stuff. None of us had heard of this film before we decided to review it. Yeah, we see, I think we, I don't know if we said at the start of the episode, like if it wasn't for this podcast, we wouldn't be watching this. Mm. <laughs> like it would just completely yeah. just sail by, pun intended. That hurts. Like, that, that hurts as well. Yeah, I think hurts. a lot so of I the marketing for it, like the marketing and the posters and things like that, even if you go on like Netflix's front page or whatever, it just looks like a, for, for lack of yeah. a better phrase, a rip off of dragons. Yeah, yeah. font and no, everything, no. and the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the title amazing, just sea beast. Like there's. We could call it like yeah. Captain Crow and the Hunters or something like that, you know, rather than just like sea mon- beasts, the monster hunt, the you know the sea sea monster dude, you, hunters. Or, you yeah. say monster hunters, dude. I had monster hunter vibes, like you know the, the game series, like mm. when I was like going after that first kraken type beast. Yeah, I, I was really like, want to play that series. <laughs> I was like, I want to play a game where I do this all the time now, and it's like, oh yeah, it's Monster Hunter, and that was Monster Hunter Three when there was underwater, but that wasn't very. It was all right, but you know. Anyway, it's it, like, it a, like Monster Hunter, Assassin's yeah, Creed Black Flag, where you hunt the sharks and things like that. Yes, 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 it is. Yeah, get on in, like, use the Assassin's Creed engine and make this game, make a game yep. of this. I want to pl- play as Gendy, Captain Gendy. Captain <laughs> Gendy. <laughs> Captain Gendy. But yeah, I, I just feel like it's it's almost too good to just be put on Netflix and be a Netflix movie. I think it should have had more fanfare around it. But I yeah, feel the same about is... Mitchell vs. Machines. Mitchell vs. Machines was my favourite film released last year, and it's mm-hmm. kind of in my top five favourite animated movies like rotating in and out with other stuff like i absolutely love that movie and this while i don't think it's at for me personally at that level it's still really really good movie that none of us really heard about which for us the three of us in the room is kind of unheard of for us to not at least heard of something yeah yeah yeah. it's quintessential bargain bin film like you'll find this in a bargain bin in a bnm in a couple of years oh what's this and then you'll watch it like like a book of life or something like that or um, yeah or insert classic animation here like, i enjoyed like yeah. you know that's, that's become a yeah, cool yeah. classic but back in, when i come out on dvd back in the day nobody wanted to yeah. touch it did they like when yeah, no, 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 I'm shit, like, say, 
Yeah, this will get a cult following, hopefully. That's, I think that's the best. Yeah, the best start a, let's start a movement. Let's start a hashtag. The sea beast must go on. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. If the animation action hour ever gets any mega clout, this, we need to stop. <laughs> we need to put these films up there, man. Definitely. Yeah. This this one definitely yeah. needs to be celebrated because it was an absolute tour de force, and every second of it, I was just in love with it. There wasn't a moment I was bored. Mm-mm. Made us boys again. Made us boys. I felt like a like a kid watching it. Like, like yeah. just, just yeah. like yeah, just that that sense of playing. Like I wanted to play things. I wanted to like 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 experience uh, the I don't know what to call it. <laughs> like the, yeah. the joy of play or something like that. Euphoria of uh, exploration through play. Yeah, Jusance or something like that. I think it's called. I don't know. But like, think, <laughs> don't, as, don't don't call me. <laughs> as fans of fans of animation and fans of films, we really really enjoyed it as animation nerds like it looks incredible as animators it's like this is like inspirational level stuff it's the the animation is like it's spot on the production design is phenomenal things like the texturing the lighting oh the stars the shot choices um the even like the editing and the the cinematography it's just it's just you they should be showing this in film schools like animation schools should be showing clips from yes yeah, yeah. Like, see, um, you wouldn't say like a, a Citizen Kane or a Godfather oh, no, no, or the greatest of all time. It doesn't need to be it, that. It, it sets itself a target and just bloody nails it. And, and, yeah. and sometimes that's what you've got to do. Most definitely. Like Captain Crow with his lance right into the art of the Kraken. Yeah, yep. he's got it. So, yeah. Um, safe to say we all we all really really enjoyed the sea the sea beast and i think you should enjoy it too and you should go watch it it's on netflix right now uh i would say it's free but you still obviously need to pay your netflix subscription but it's if you do that it's free go and watch it it's made by the guy who directed moana and big hero 6 and you'll have a great laugh for two hours yeah hashtag get, watch, save the get, sea the, beast. get the numbers up for a sequel man hashtag save the sea beast yeah that's a let's try and Get more eyes on this. Tell your friends about it. Get more people watching it and see yeah, if we can get beast, more man. stuff in this universe. Sequels, prequels. The sequel beast. Yes. Sea beast yeah. 2, sea beast, yeah. Sea beast, sea, sea beast harder. The sea beast <laughs> sequel. There we go. Sea, sea beast, beast 2, sequel. cruise control. Yes, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> cool. Uh, so in the next episode of the podcast, we're going to be reviewing the newest Pixar movie, Lightyear. The kind of it's kind of a spin-off sort of a prequel is is basically from what I'm led to believe Buzz Lightyear is a character who exists in the world of Toy Story because there was a movie about a character called Buzz Lightyear. And this is the movie about that character that Andy watched what made him want a Buzz Lightyear toy for his birthday. That's as far as I am led to believe about it. Yeah, it's supposed to be behind the toy, isn't it? Crazy basically, enough to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out next week next week we'll find out next episode yeah. I keep saying weekly we don't even record it weekly like breaking out <laughs> all a little bit so I don't really know why I keep saying weekly I think it's just that's what you say next next time next episode can we just, can we just talk about um, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command as well it's like, just slightly just that that was a great series just, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't say we'll touch on that in next review I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on that in the next episode yeah, yeah so in the next episode we're, we're yeah. going to be reviewing Lightyear which by the time the next episode comes out will be on Disney Plus. So if you subscribe to Disney Plus, you can watch that for free as well and watch it along with us and let us know what you think. Um, if you've got any opinions on the Sea Beast, like you've seen it, you want to talk about it, then please hit us up on our Twitter or our email address and you know we'll have a, a little bit of a chat about it. As I've said previously, any topic we've ever spoken about since the very, very first episode of the podcast, all completely up for debate, all completely up for talking about. So anything from any previous episode, then... You know, drop us a tweet, uh, which is at AnimActionPod, or email us at AnimActionHour at gmail.com. And, you know, we'll um, see what we can do in future episodes. So um, I guess with that, let's move on to the topic of the time. Okay, so topic of the episode is uh, great animation in terrible films. Uh, So just to preface this, like, I'm not necessarily meaning, like, the film is awful, but the animation is really good because that can sometimes, especially for us as ner- animation nerds, can kind of save a movie if it's really pretty to look at. I'm literally thinking of those moments where like it could be like a real dire film and then suddenly there's a piece of animation in it that just catches your imagination. Like, hang on, that that's that's really like really visually impressive. Like I was thinking of like particularly when I came up with the topic, I was thinking of Chip and Dale 
where like i mean the film is not terrible it's it's fine you know it's a fine serviceable movie. serviceable <laughs> but then there's that random scene with those the fake simpsons that is ridiculously well animated for no reason that's kind of like where my head yeah. was at i mean that's not my pick but that's kind of where my head was at for that um so yeah, just just in case there was any confusion with the topic because i know i know i put it out on social media and stuff for people examples and i literally got nothing back um so i don't know if it was maybe a, a bit of a confusing topic but just to kind of clarify that's kind of where my where my mindset was at when i was setting it uh next time we will have a an easier topic to, to come up with um but uh does anyone want to go first or do you mind if i go first i'll go last because mine's a bit opposite okay um I'll, I'll go first then why why not let's uh just to beat any of the awkwardness that usually comes along with us trying to discuss this stuff okay so my pick is from the 1995 live action movie tank girl based on the comic by uh jamie hewlett and alan martin which i'm a massive fan of by the way the comics are incredible um jamie hewlett obviously famous for creating gorillas um, but there's, there's no this, yeah, no, no biggie, <laughs> just just gorillas. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, there was a, a movie based on Tank Girl released in 1995, starring Laurie Petty and Ice T, and it's it's live action. The movie is, it's fine. I used to enjoy it as a kid, watching it again now. Like it's kind of one of those cult classics where it's got like, which normally means it's rubbish, but people have enjoyed it over time. Uh, uh, I I struggle to rewatch it, but it. It is kind of one of those movies from my childhood. So I used to really, really enjoy it when it came out. Um, about halfway through the movie, there is a scene where um, the characters get knocked unconscious. And there is this full-on animated scene. I mean, throughout the movie, there's random um, clips of like comic still images and things that are sort of edited through. But this is a full-on like 24 frames a second animated sequence in the middle of this movie. And it is fucking brilliant. It's got really interesting use of color dynamics. It's got great use of camera angles, um, some of the, the shot choices. And it's kind of this weird little action scene that's obviously taking place in their heads while they're unconscious. But it's it's so good. It's so well done. Uh, I did a little bit of research and it was actually done by Acme Filmworks, who have done a lot of really cool stuff in the past. Most of them in front of adverts. Um, they created the, the famous Charmin adverts. With the um, with the bear, he's like scratching on the, the tree or whatever, and he's like, "No, charming, it's softer or whatever." Like that's one of theirs. They they've done a lot of a lot of cool stuff, and it was directed by Mike Smith, who is one of the animators at Acme Filmworks. But it's it just has no place being in this movie. <laughs> this like bang average mid nineties, um, obscure graphic novel based like low budget movie, and. It's it's just surprisingly good that it's there, and I'm glad it's there. Yeah, I remember you. Just, I remember you showing. I mean, like, if I'm not wrong, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't this done by Kev? This was animated by our lecturer, Kevin. I, like, I, think, really, he, really I think he worked on it. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was directed Yeah, it was directed by uh, it's a guy called Mike Mike Smith uh, at Acme Filmworks. But yeah, it's uh, one of our lecturers, uh, Kev Malloy. Um, it's in his showreel, so I think he did. He worked on some bits for it, uh, but yeah, it's it, again, it, it's it's ridiculously good. It looks like um, the the comic come to life, and it just has no place being in this movie. <laughs> Brian, have you have you seen this? Are you aware of this? I actually haven't. My sister in law absolutely loves the film. Like I'm, I'm more aware of the comics. Like I've I've read some more of the like the comics mainly, but. But um, my sister-in-law, like she's forever been on about how it's one of her favourite films. Um, funnily enough, I mean, she likes what she likes. Um, and she told me to watch that scene, and I still haven't seen that scene. So I'm going to say that and have a look at it later. I know it sounds a bit odd, but like I'm aware that it existed. It's just I didn't ex- mm. expect it to be any good because I've heard mixed reviews of the films and stuff. So I thought, you know what, I'll get round to it when I get round to it. So it looks like you've uh, pushed me over the edge, and I need to go out and look at it now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the films again. The film's fine. It's not gonna really change the world. It's not changing the cinematic landscape or anything. I mean, it didn't do very well when it came out, but I mean, it was based on a at that point quite an obscure graphic novel, and comic book yeah. movies weren't kind of the norm. No. I mean, like Paper Girls has just got a series on Amazon which I really want to watch because the Paper Girl graphic novels are brilliant. So it's kind of 
a weird out of time movie with this random weird animated sequence in the middle of it. Yeah, I, I think movies like this, everyone, everyone has one like this. Like it's, it's like an obscure sort of 90s sci-fi like special effects movie. It's not amazing, but they just love it. I, th- mm. I think the only equivalent I could think for myself is probably Mortal Kombat, which was like 95. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. yeah so yeah. like how like uh, your sister, was it your sister's friend-in-law, you, uh, you said Brian, who likes this, this film? It's, it's my sister-in-law. It's just in law, yeah. So uh, your sister in law loves this film. I love Mortal Kombat. So like I say, we all have that one obscure mm-hmm. like nineties effects film, like like Dark Man or uh, yeah, I, or, I Phantom don't know. or something I, like that. I think or, I or think Rock, mine is, give me that fucking elephant. I think mine is hackers. <laughs> what was that, sorry? I think mine is hackers. Yeah, yeah, definitely hackers. <laughs> Ironically, shares the same song as uh, Mortal Kombat. Love that song. How's yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the uh, Tank Girl. And actually saying, like, we basically just slate in the movie and I really want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them. I think I'd watch it for the vibe. Like, I'd, I'd totally get it when I watched it. Like, it's a perfect Saturday mm. afternoon film. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, so, Dan, what, what's your pick? Struggled with this one. I was talking to you in the pre-show about it. Like, um, um, I saw, like, animated bits for, like, Trolls 2, which was really good. Like, uh, the... They had like little animated 2D bits knocking about, and I think it just came out after Spider-Verse, so he was trying to compete visually. They're really nice musical numbers. Uh, I watched uh, Adam's Family recently, because I was just in a hotel and it was on, and that was crap, but like the animation <laughs> on the individual characters were good. Like They, they mm. got the spirit of the comic characters well so, done. It's a really visually unique movie, that. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, big, yeah. I'm big into character design and like visual visual identities of movies, and I mean Adam's family just get looks like the old um, Charles Adams comic strips from the 40s or wherever they were from. So it's it's just got a really really interesting look. It's just a shame yeah. the film isn't very good. Yeah, yeah, like it, and it's it's competing with the 90s again. I think the 90s films just sound about like Adam's family. I fucking love them films. Yeah. Um, yeah, but ultimately, ultimately, I'll settle down, and it's a conversation we're going to have eventually. So I'm going to rip the bandaid off. It's Transformers the movie from 1984 because, on paper, it is a bad movie. It is a Star Wars sort of ripoff, and it's a bad toy advert at worst. Sell toys. God. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but it is just an iconic masterpiece, and it's it's just so full of just raw excitement. I like went about CB so like it made me feel like a kid. Like watching that every any time of the week, I feel like a kid watching Transformers the movie. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's uh, and, and partly that's down to the animation, how good the animation is. So yeah, and, and, it, and it rides animation. Like there's so many iconic bits. Like you've got Optimus Prime like jetting up and then flipping over and shooting a dude. You've got the transformation sequence from Megatron to Galvatron. You've got Unicron transforming like a whole bloody planet transforming. When you're a kid, that's a big fucking deal. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it just it, it yeah, and never mind the bloody rock opera that's going on with all the music <laughs> and uh, like quotable lines and stuff. Again, it's a, like I say, it's a conversation for another day because we'll be here all day. But yeah, I just have to go for that because it's a bad movie, but it's just like I say, iconic. It, it, it completely like drives round the, uh, <laughs> the the bad movie moniker and then just mm. explodes into something it's, awesome. It's a it's a bad movie that is far better than it has any right to be. Yeah, it, it it just fights its way out of the bad movie bin. It's like, no, yeah. I'm a bloody good movie because <laughs> look at these yeah. lasers. Production. Well, it's it's the movie that got me into Transformers and into obviously getting into adult collecting of Transformers. So I mean, without it, this podcast wouldn't exist because I would have met Brian. Um, may may have not even been that interested in animation had I not seen it at an early age and been like, whoa, cartoons are great. And um, Although I was really into like Looney Tunes and stuff, so possibly, but like yeah, like neither of us would have met Brian. Like that whole connection with the Transformers fan community, where we basically all three of us met as a thing. I mean, I met Dan at uni anyway, but yeah. So yeah, but we, we met over a lot of Transformers as well. Because I remember you saying oh, yeah. you had a G1 Ultra Magnus. I'm like, mate. Yeah. <laughs> there was like I a weird like connection moment there. I, I don't know. This is a little bit of an aside, but I don't know if you remember this. But on on our very first day of uni, where we're kind of introducing each other to each other, you introduced yourself to me as Magnus. <laughs> I don't remember where I did that. <laughs> I think someone called me it, and I was like, "Yeah, Magnus." Then sorry. <laughs> I, think I, I just did, I remember you like we'd be like, "Oh, I'm Sam," and you'd be like, and you shake my hand and go, "Magnus." I'm like, all right, cool. can you deal with it? Fine, whatever. Can you deal with it right now? I mean, can you? I mean, it's cool deal with this. I need to. I need to know. Can you deal with this right now? Can't deal with it now. 
Oh, well yeah, blame, blame that social anxiety. <laughs> Just uh, I invented a whole new moniker for myself. Became, became Magnus Drawer. You know what? Can, can, can you just keep it? Can we just call you Magnus from now on? I just want you. I love the fact that you just rebrand myself. <laughs> Dan Magnus. It was supposed to be like that, like as well. Like I'm just like, hi, I'm Sam, and he just was like, Magnus. Like, oh, all right, cool. I guess. Yeah, I, I was. I was I complete. It. I was so stressed out at uni because I just couldn't talk to people. No social skills whatsoever. So I was like. <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the god hell. Honestly, well, we that, um, you, you, you're telling random, me that I don't remember a thing. <laughs> it was that random icebreaker week we did, where like we thought you think oh you start uni go strength to lectures. Is that we had a whole week where we just did like team like team building exercises Same. and like weird shit like that. Like we had to build um we got sheets of A4 paper, sellotape, and an apple. We had to build a tower that you could put on top of, like the apple on top of. Yeah. And like the tallest tower, like won a prize. I don't remember what the prize was. I think it was like gift vouchers for the student union bar or something. But yeah. like very, very fucking weird shit like that. And then we had like a random scavenger hunt where to go around like the uni, and then the town where the uni was, and then St Albans, which was the next town over, and do like like tick off things on the scavenger hunt, and then be the first one to get back to uni, and then you got something else, and all this weird shit went to do like on the opening week, and we're just all like, especially me, I was like. I just want to draw. Can I, can I draw yeah. at any point? I just wanted, I wanted to run back to my student digs and watch Death Note because that's all I was doing at the minute. And <laughs> I, just, like, I literally couldn't deal with this. Like, I just wanted to go back and just hide in my hole. <laughs> all, all, all fun and games. Though. We got we got there in the <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, yeah, on now. <laughs> so yeah, Transformers the movie. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna talk. We, it's gonna be one of our reviews at some point. Um, we'll we'll see. May, maybe sooner rather than later. Um, we'll see. May, maybe we'll do it as like a special numbered episode or something like yeah, as we reach one of those numbered milestones or something like that. Um, I think Rise of the Beast is coming out at some point. So like, got to date yeah. the podcast. Well, when that comes out, we'll just tandem it or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's basically going to be an animated movie anyway, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty do much. Double yeah, maybe maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll do a double feature instead of doing a topic that day. We'll do a a double feature. Um, but yeah, Transformers a movie. Um. Yeah, solid. Uh, Brian? Okay, so I thought I'll give a bit of um, negative Nancy over here and go like the opposite. So, you know me, total trailblazer in like uh, completely flipping things on heads and being an absolute dickhead and like just spoiling it for the rest of us. Contrarian yeah. bastard. <laughs> C- contrarian bastard. Get right, <laughs> right. Um, so I decided to get a good film, The Mummy 2, with bad animation at the end, a.k.a. The Rock. <laughs> it's <a> Scorpion <laughs> King. That fucking awful sequence made me sick. It, it made it made me feel. I just remember looking at the textures and going, "Why is he made of like this weird mixture of wax and rubber? Like what? What the? F-? It wasn't even. <laughs> I mean, like the likeness of the rock was pretty. I'd say it's practically it, spot on for the it time. Was, it was there. Yeah, it was, like, it, <laughs> it was. It was kind of. Yeah, he even did the eyebrow if I remember. But yeah. I just remember when he came out and I was like. You mean to tell me that they, they, this is obviously a last minute thing because they, they announced the Scorpion King about the time that it was coming out as well. And the, the actual animation on the mummy from the first film out, like completely outpaces this completely. I mean, like, if you look at yeah. the first film, then like it, it, I, the visual effect, well, I'm not going to say visual effects, the 3D animation from the mummy on the first one is 10 times better, 20 billion times better mm. than the the actual appearance of the scorpion king monster thing i mean even in the second one the the, the animation on the mummy was fine there's nothing wrong mm. with it mm. but I, I just I'm, I'm, yeah. i just remember watching it and just being like shocked that they would let, like drop the ball so hard on that section like the fuck you doing man like I, I don't mean to like poke fun at people because obviously they worked hard on this uh, and not nine times out of ten they were probably forced in to put that in like last minute crunch and like not get not get any like a uh, proper monetary gain out of it you know what i mean and i've probably been like forced to do it for, for peanuts but it was bullshit lads and lasses you could be you could be living with that come on yeah, yeah. flew too close to the sun they, they spread themselves too thin probably like they had to go bigger and better from yeah. a film that was only two years ago so that they went they must have gone straight into production and go right we gotta be bigger and better but the and the budget was just spread so thin. Like I say, even even the animation yeah. on the mummy himself yeah. like looked a bit like, like way hokier than the uh, one in the fir- first film. Yeah, and I think it's just focus, lack of focus. Like they had a focused narrative to happen in the first film. Like the the plagues and, and they awesome. wedged it. They yeah. went. They, it feels like it's wedged in. It just doesn't feel like it. 
I mean, even if they just put a joint scorpion in there, either not, but they had to put the rock in because obviously he was the draw because he was going to be the scorpion king. I mean, I don't even realize, I, I can't even remember why he become that uh, monster. Like, is there a reason he become that half scorpion? A curse, wasn't it? It was cursed it to curse? leave the armies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he made, he made a deal with the gods to survive the desert and then he became the scorpion king, etc. Yeah. Then got just, sealed away or something. Just... I don't know. And just and then he's just like the villain some for some reason and just it's never explained I don't think I, I can't remember it I mean it's been a while but I just feel like it's such a last minute bullshit kind of thing probably something to do with like uh, Vince going like yeah just give me the money <laughs> I just shit Vince like accent but you know yeah um, on the other side of it I, I remember going to the cinema to watch this and I thought it was quite sick actually when it, when it came out I was like oh man <laughs> but I'd been, I'd been like what, 11, 12 at the time so I didn't know any better so concept is really good <laughs> like the concept is really fucking cool I love the idea of like some kind of like um, half man half scorpion coming out like like kick shit up and you know but and especially if it's The Rock I mean fuck it like yeah, yeah, and I was dead into wrestling at the time, so yeah, like, exactly. He's, he's the last boss, and like, this is really cool. And okay, I'm a, I'm a teenage. Well, no, I'm like, yeah, twelve, like eleven, eleven teenager. The execution, just it, just I remember, I just remember going. That's been me quite sad, actually. You know, like it, it isn't as good as I expected to be, and and nobody disrespects Brendan Fraser. You're like, uh, is it Brendan Fraser? <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan, he's Brendan Fraser. managed to do an ultimate comeback. Hopefully, he'll do well in yeah. their school Scorsese film. And say so it's I always say Fraser instead of Fraser because of watching Fraser. Uh, yeah. whatever. But Brendan Fraser is the man. Can we just give yeah. that man some love? Yeah. For God's sake, give him a hug. For God's um, sake. Has, I want to give him a hug. Have um either of you seen the uh, there's a, a YouTube channel called The Corridor Crew? And they're basically oh, they're, they're VFX, they're VFX oh. artists and they do like their own like short films and they also work on things as well for for obviously yeah. professional standard things. Uh they do a series called VFX Artists React. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've, at, like, bad it's advertised. Yeah. I've not watched it. I've seen advertised, but I've not watched it. They did now. one a while ago, I think a couple of years ago, where they, they watched the, the Scorpion King scene and like <laughs> rinsed it. Like, really early on in like when they started doing this. They're on like episode yeah. 79 or something of the series now. Um and they basically rinsed this like Scorpion King scene. And then they did another episode after that, like sometime after that, where they decided they were gonna fix it. And they're like they changed Ooh. The, they changed oh, wow. the, like they took the, the same scene and they kind of they changed the lighting they created more kind of ambient occlusion and kind of um, like glowing effects and things on on the actual model itself they yeah. changed his face completely for a um, a deep fake of the rock like from scanning Ooh, different films and things okay. and it I mean it does look a lot better and it's a lot more impactful that even things like um like camera shake for like his footsteps and things just to kind of improve the scene and yeah. Um, yeah they they really did a, a good job on kind of fixing it. Uh, and then an episode came out. Um, I literally got it on YouTube right now. The 16th of July, 2022, where they had a, a guest on the show called uh, who is a, a VFX supervisor, industry veteran who's been working in VFX for like 30 years or something. Worked on things like Jurassic Park. Uh, a guy called John Burton Jr., who was the VFX supervisor for that shot. They got him to go through his decisions and why it happened that way and. Basically, it was kind of a, um, uh, yeah, basically time time versus budget versus... There we go. It, versus yeah, uh, all, all the era, yeah. basically. That's what we expected. Yeah. It, that, that's a damn shame. That man should have been given more time, more budget, and just, like, more respect. Like, you know, it's just, it, it happens all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. Story but, of many an artist, Brian. <laughs> yeah. He, like, he worked, he worked as a VFX supervisor on Terminator 2, Willow, The Abyss, uh, Mummy Returns, Pirates of so, the yeah. uh, Jurassic Park. Like he's done a lot of really, really big, cool stuff. But done really well. People remember is the Mummy Returns because yeah, people because of plasticine <laughs> rock, plasticine rock, clay rock. <laughs> he is clay rock. And um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, if if anyone is wants to check it out, go go to Corridor Crew's YouTube channel and watch their stuff because it's really really good they have a series on like they have vfx artists react they have stuntmen react and they've just started doing one called animators react and um i can't remember the gentleman's name but there's there's a guy who's a a animation supervisor for pixar and he's worked at disney and things like that and they have him talking about different things like he was uh responsible for uh a lot of frozen he did the the snowman in frozen and things like that so he's a like he knows his stuff. There's some really, really good um, 
kind of breaking things down. I mean, VFX is basically animation anyway, isn't it? Really, mm. when you boil it down. It's in school, you know. Yeah. It's a different branch. That's all. Yeah, mm. but, but some branch. of it is straight up like character animation, just made to look real, yeah. really. But yeah, a, a good solid pick. Um, cool. So as, as I said, we didn't get any, or I didn't get any personal feedback from anybody. I think maybe I, nah. the topic was a bit too complex. So I apologize for that. Uh, I hope us kind of talking through it has kind of helped to explain it a little bit more. So I guess if, if anyone does have any ideas, obviously, as I said, no topic is ever off the table. Um, feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, Brian, did, did you have a couple of feedbacks? Um, it was mainly that just we had a few people mention like Roger Rabbit and stuff like that. So good animation in like films and stuff like that. And it's just it wasn't quite in the spirit of it. So I've kind of not included it just because it's kind of it's a mixed message. Mm. You know what I mean? So I've kind of left that out. So sorry, guys, you won't be featured this week. But tell us tell us what your favorite um, spin off series is next week. I've kind of just um, took Sam's Thunder there. But um, <laughs> ne- next week we'll be uh, discussing about um, the, the, uh, the is it the best spin-off series? So yeah, uh, what we would our picks for, and we get the actual way I've written it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, best animated spin-offs. So whether it's a TV, I think because we're doing Lightyear, I think if it's a TV series, if it's a movie, just kind of a an animated spin-off of some things. I mean, obviously we'll talk about Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, which is a spin-off of both Toy Story and I guess Lightyear, sort of weirdly retroactively. But yeah, best best animated spin-off. So yeah, get get your get your suggestions in, and I will see where we go from there. So that'll be cool. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess we'll go on to the the endy bit. So that's been uh, another episode for another week, and it's been a been a fun one. I think it's always good to like review something that we're all really really into. So like the Sea Beast is just a, it's a great movie, and I think everyone should everyone should go and watch it. Mm-hmm. Experience yeah. at least once. Or twice, or three times maybe. Oh, no, make it three. Watch it three times. Yeah. Don't wait. Don't wait for an excuse like we did. Just go watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely definitely worth your time. You will have fun watching it. You will uh, maybe learn something while you're watching it. You know, who knows? It's uh, it is one of those movies where like you can kind of analyze and study it, and like the animation is really good. It's not really just a really solid solid movie. It's got a great story. Um, I mean, as we said, it's not gonna it's not Citizen Kane. It's not gonna change the world, but I think for what it is, this little movie sort of just sort of appeared out of nowhere. It's really good and definitely worth your time. Sometimes you just need quality. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just watches, make that wheel roll. roll. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, somebody's already invented pizza, but people make really good pizza, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you just want a really good pizza. Greasy. Oh, I, I, want, I want pizza. Oh, man. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Damn it. More pizza. Uh, so as I said earlier on, um, our next episode, our review is going to be Lightyear, the newest Disney Pixar movie. Um, so please feel free to watch that on your watching thing of choice, whether you've seen it already in the cinema or whether you want to watch it on Disney Plus. Then yeah, give it a watch and then let us know your thoughts on it. And then we're going to be doing our best animated spin-offs. So whether it's a spin-off of a live action movie so if you want to do it, like if you really particularly liked the back to the future animated series then fine you know send us that you know who, who knows <laughs> um just an animated spin-off for for a series um yeah send them over and we will discuss them um mr brian how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to well i like every other time it's ketchupbeard at gmail.com uh, i don't have a website still because because i'm that <laughs> unprofessional but i am also on instagram of our facebook uh, group type of pay, fan page type thing um i'm also on other things as well which i can't remember but it doesn't matter um just email me anyway <laughs> um to you mr dan uh, if anyone wants to find my animational work they can go to www.danielcrew.co.uk and if you want to email me about anything, it's info at danielcrew.co.uk. And my uh, socials is just Dan Crew Animate. You can find me about um usually just <laughs> in a dark hole animating somewhere and I don't tweet much. But you can poke me if you want and I'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, there's a treat. <laughs> uh, as for me, if you want to get in touch with me, it's quite easy. I'm on Twitter pretty much all the time. Uh, it's uh, Sam underscore Palmer underscore 37. 
Uh, you can also go to my website, which is sam-palmer.co.uk. You could email me from my website, which is sam at sam-palmer.co.uk. I nearly run out of breath to say my own email address then. Uh, there's my <laughs> YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash xhardcoregamerx. Um, at some point, I will finish this Lego video when I have a moment of free time. So I guess uh, we'll see see when that eventually appears. Um, as I said before, if you want to talk to us, send us any messages, say how much you love the podcast, how much you hate the podcast, want to contribute to any any topics or anything we've ever done, then let us know. Uh, our Twitter is where we're most active, which is AnimActionPod. And you can email us, which is AnimActionHour at gmail.com. And we will be setting up more socials. So we're going to have eventually an Instagram and a Facebook page and possibly a YouTube channel, but we'll see what we can mm. we can do. It might just be for now a YouTube, just the episodes. So if you don't have a podcast or you don't listen to podcasts on your phone or whatever, then you can go on YouTube and get them that way. I think that just could be another another avenue of distribution, as as the professionals say. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's been us for another episode. Um, I have been Sam. I have been Dan. I am and always will be, never forever. Catch up. I mean Brian. Thank you. Catch up, Brian. And um we'll and we'll catch you next time on the Animation Action Hour podcast. So bye. Tatty bye all. I come. <laughs> oh they don't say all. Oh. <laughs>